0: Hi, everyone. So it's Maria here with the Thought Spiral podcast, and I thought I would try to do my episode on narcissists again. Um, I recently learned what the term narcissist meant um, just a few months ago. I was doing some research uh, because I was experiencing behavior from someone that I didn't know, um, experiencing kind of like personal social media um, attacks, I guess cyberbullying or cyberstalking, if you want to call it that. And again, I didn't know this person. So for about two years, I really allowed myself to become isolated, um, you know, due to the actions of this specific person. So what I've learned about narcissistic type people is that they kind of have been able to I guess form this credibility about themselves that they're they're very charming people, they're very eloquent speakers, you know, they're very smart, they're very well-read, educated, you know, very accomplished. And it was something that I didn't I, I didn't realize. Um, I came across this article. Uh, I think it was on Facebook or something. Somebody shared it, and the title of the article was why do people believe narcissists and not their victims? Um, And, you know, this came about two and a half years after experiencing what I was experiencing. And it just, you know, turned this light bulb on for me. And I was like, oh, wow. So like this person legitimately has, you know, some kind of, I guess, psychological issues. Um, So long story short, I reconciled, With my ex-husband in 2016, we had been divorced, um, you know, separated through that entire time, which was about a 12-year span, and, you know, things worked out, life worked out, and, you know, the timing was right, and we decided to reunite um, and try to, you know, have a relationship with one another again. Uh, We were married in 2004, you know, we were young, We were divorced in 2007 after a deployment in 2005, Um, you know, so we had spent that period of time apart living our own lives. Um, You know, each of us had been in relationships over that time. Um, For me, I was in a relationship uh, for eight years. I have to apologize because my dog is in here with me and he's bringing me a toy to play with, so I'm going to try to not let him distract me. But, you know, we both kind of lived our lives separately. We had relationships with people, long relationships, good relationships, bad relationships. Um, So when he and I decided to get back together, he was coming up on orders. Uh, He's active duty military, um, you know, so it was his time to kind of leave where he was at and head somewhere new. So at the time I was working in an area where he was potentially going to be sent and We got the news of that move in February 2017. So we had already been together a few months at this time. You know, we had uh, reconciled in August, so it had been maybe four or five months. I'm not a math person, so figure it out. Um, But, you know, he got orders and we moved up to Northern Virginia. So um, he got orders to Washington, D.C., I was continuing to work in my same capacity at my same office um, in Arlington, Virginia, so not very far from each other. Um, And then there was a day in March 2017, shortly after getting here, that he received a text message from an ex-girlfriend. So said ex-girlfriend texted and said, you know, hey, I noticed that you're moving to the area. I'm going to be moving there too. I just don't want things to be awkward. So he immediately told me this. And I was like, well, who, you know, who is this person? And he told me who it was. And, you know, he told me, showed me the text, like didn't have her number saved. uh, Hadn't communicated with her over the past couple of years. I knew that they had kept in touch over the years, um, but he hadn't talked to her, hadn't reached out. She hadn't reached out. And the only way that this person knew anything about where we were was I wasn't aware of the fact that she was stalking my social media or looking at it, we don't even have to use the word stalking um, and that was the only way she would have found out that we were moving so that was the first of many problems um you know regarding this specific person so he decided, you know, I'm just not going to respond. I'm just going to let it be what it is, ask her to delete my number and not to text me again. And so this, I guess, infuriated her to the point that she wasn't going to let it go. And if she couldn't get to him, she was going to get to me. And so she did that. Um, you know, again, I don't like to use the word stalking um, unless it gets to a point where it's kind of a negative or, you know, hurtful uh, I guess, realm that you're getting into. But she started to monitor, let's just say monitor my Instagram. And so we, at the time, we shared a mutual friend, a mutual Marine Corps friend, which I wasn't aware of until after the fact. Um, And I had never put my social media profiles on private. Uh, I'm I'm not the type of person who's hiding anything or who doesn't want people to see anything. And I'm also not an oversharer. So I've never felt the need to put social media profiles on private, you know, to keep anyone from looking. Um, I started to kind of look at her Instagram because I noticed her popping up. I noticed uh, once Instagram changed over to where you could see who watched your stories um, or your videos, you know, I noticed that she was watching my videos. So I looked over at her page once or twice, not a big deal. And then... Probably like two weeks or so after she sent that text, she uploaded a screenshot of a Facebook memory. And in that memory, you know, proceeded to uh, mark out my significant other's name, um, but it was a memory from when they were in a relationship together. And in the caption, she wrote, you know, oh, everything has been upgraded and I guess her dog or something, I don't know. And then she said something about her current boyfriend who's in quotation, actually a good guy. And so I tried not to let this bother me. I tried to just let it go. You know, I was like, wow, this girl has some serious issues. So she continued to post things like that. And it's my, my responsibility as well because I continued to look at her Instagram um, just to see what she was, you know, ballsy enough to post. So it went from, you know, very simple things like that, which again, I was like, if you're over somebody, you shouldn't be, you know, feel the need to put that business out there. Whatever. I don't do that. So I had shared a picture once of the motorcycle that we bought a couple years ago at that time, you know, and she shared a picture of her motorcycle license, kind of taunting me by saying, oh, you know, raise your hand if you actually ride, I mean, drive your own motorcycle. And I was like, oh my God you know, we're getting into high school stuff here. So I let my fiance know. And I was like, hey, this girl is posting this kind of stuff on Instagram. Like, I don't know if I should be concerned. I don't know if I should say something. And he was like, well, to be honest, she's a little crazy. I wouldn't think anything of it. Um, You know, it continued to go on like this uh, to the point that Over those couple of years, um, she, what I, it's something that I termed, I kind of coined it myself just for the situation and she would do these bio battles with me, but I wouldn't respond or instigate or initiate any of those battles. So she started posting things, um, in her bio on Instagram of, you know, oh, I saw my ex and his side piece, um. You know stuff like that really hurtful, uh, really you know, just unnecessary uh, comments. You know, hoping that I would read them, obviously, I was. Um, and it became like this regular thing for her, she constantly had to put something in her bio. If I posted something, she responded to it. So, this long story isn't very short because there's so much, you know, and it's, it's over really a two and a half year period that I deleted that Instagram account, no big deal made a new account, blocked her on the new account, um, you know, and was figured like, oh, I'm not going to hear anything again. So I made the mistake of unblock, uh, not unblocking her, but leaving my page public because I was like, well, if she's blocked, she can't see me. So didn't think anything of it, you know, continue to post really my forum, my, my medium, I guess you could say is just sharing life experiences, uh, struggles. You know, I, I used to do this thing called Tuesday thoughts and, you know, I would just wake up with thoughts in my mind. I'm a person that likes to talk and think and work through things. And so I would do those posts, no big deal. You know, I like to take pictures of nature Take pictures of dogs. Um, not a big food person, food picture person. But you know, I I used those platforms as a way to just share my own experiences in hopes of maybe somebody else relating to them or it resonating with somebody and you know starting a healthy conversation. And most of the time, I was like cheered on for the stuff that I shared and said. And and you know, I really got a lot of satisfaction um, from having that Instagram account. So. I noticed that it wasn't going to stop. You know, there, from what I've learned now, three years later, there's a lot of third party viewers. So if your Instagram or whatever Facebook um, is not set on a private setting, that all of that information is public. It can be Googled, you know. And so I allowed this girl. Um, And I'm going to say girl, because only girls act like this. Women don't act like this. I allowed her to really, like, just bear down on how I felt about myself. You know, it got to the point where I really felt isolated. I felt scared to go anywhere. I felt scared to, like, leave my apartment. I felt scared to go on a run because you know, over that time, she had planned to move in an apartment building that was less than half a mile away from ours. I could actually see the building she was planning to move to from my apartment window. Um, and I actually had a really bad anxiety attack that day. I I called, you know, the local like police office, uh, whoever I thought could assist with this situation, you know, and I was told well, you know, if, if nothing has, has come about it or if she hasn't made a threat to you, there really isn't anything you can do but write a report. And if they want to act on it, they will. If they don't, they won't. So, you know, I really got to a point where I started blogging and I, I started this podcast originally um, anonymously and I got scared uh, one day that maybe she would find it somehow, you know, because if she knew where we were living, God only knows what else she knew. You know, would she show up at our door? Would she send a letter? Would I be trying to have dinner with my fiance and she would, you know, show up or would she try to attack me? I really had no idea. And I am going to get back to the narcissist thing, but this is all just the behaviors that led up to it. While she continued to be successful in her, you know, school career, just be a successful person, you know, be awarded a very, uh, honorable scholarship, um, by the Pat Tillman Foundation, which is a huge deal for veterans. Um, you know, so she continued to like progress and I continued to regress. I was like going back into this hole of feeling like I was worthless, feeling like somehow this was all my fault you know feeling like maybe i'm not accomplished like maybe this person's right maybe i am an issue you know maybe i am the problem a lot of what she put out there was and and again i've learned this over time is that narcissists really they know they they choose a victim and that's what it boils down to they choose a victim they know how to victimize a person they know how to manipulate everybody around them, you know, even manipulating their victim at times. And so what I realized is, you know, she is a master manipulator, but it got so bad to the point that I started worrying about like, what is she saying about me to people that I don't know? And I just have to reiterate, I don't know this girl. I've never met her. She's never had the courage or, you know, to to try to reach out and have a conversation you know, so I, there were times that I thought about maybe trying to initiate a conversation, but I was like, you know, if this girl is this unstable, how do I know that something I say isn't going to be used against me? So I never got to that that level of wanting to communicate, but she sent a couple of emails to my fiance, actually, that was that were filled with threats of, you know, suing me for slander and defamation and libel. P.S., she's a law student. So like many first-year law students, everybody thinks they're a lawyer and everybody thinks they know the law. Um, I had never used her name. I'd never, nobody really even knew about her except my closest family members that I talked to about this situation because it was it was very upsetting. It was really hard to deal with. Uh, I was angry, you know, I was pissed off. I was sad. I was upset. I was you know, it even got me to the point that I was like mad at my fiance and I'm like, why would you ever be with somebody like that? And and that's what I've learned. That is all part of what a narcissist's plan is. You know, they want to completely isolate that person to feel like they're worthless, to feel like they're the perpetrator, um, you know, and that's really what she set out to do. So with her emails, um, you know, after reading them, because he immediately sent them to me and he's like, hey, I just want to let you know this is what I'm getting now. And it was after, you know, on that new second Instagram account I had posted, she had sent an email trying to, you know, it said like, I come in peace in the subject. And she put simply, you know, I would like to talk to you if you have, or I would like a moment of your time to my fiance obviously he didn't respond he sent it to me then a day or so went by um, didn't hear anything and i put a post up very simply little notepad screenshot that simply said like we create our own piece together you know we have built a relationship built on loyalty trust blah, blah blah take your piece elsewhere very simple no names no identifying information and the next morning, he got a long email, which was the one with threatening, you know, the slander and libel, and, and it wasn't until that moment that I realized, like, who I was dealing with and how unstable this person is, this girl is. So we never responded to that email. Um, I, I kept my Instagram for a couple of months and eventually just got rid of it altogether. But I still was dealing very much with like the psychological turmoil that she had caused, you know, in my life. Like I I still, it was almost obsessive. Like I obsess over her and I'm still to a point where I'm a little bit obsessive about it because I don't want to be caught off guard, but I don't have an Instagram. You know, we decided to make a Facebook account together because we're like, well, I don't think anybody would be brazen enough to send a message, you know, to an account that had both of us on it. Um, but you know, I allowed that, that psychological game to really mess me up for a long time. And I'm still kind of dealing with it. I'm, I'm not because I don't have Instagram, um, you know, and and I know that over the, over the time that I haven't had it, that she's actually posted a picture of our dog, you know, she's posted this picture of her motorcycle, you know, all to just talk badly about my fiance and, It just kind of settled in, you know, especially after reading the article that like, that's just who this person is. So initially I tried to sympathize with her because, you know, I've been in love with people or I've loved people and, and, you know, those relationships may not have worked out and I've kind of, you know, wanted them to, or I felt a certain way about it. But in her mind, she created a reality that wasn't, you know that it was just a false reality and I, I like to talk a lot or write a lot about this whole false reality thing because we all do it you know we all create a story in our minds um, you know we're all like either the the priority or we're the number one choice or we're the one who someone's pining for you know we all create this reality and we start to believe it but if you're a rational person you realize it, You know, you're literally just imagining something that isn't real, isn't going to happen. But in my opinion, I think that the false reality she created, she started to believe. So over the years that they were in a relationship, you know, I'm sure that my fiance, you know, at the time, my ex-husband probably said some really terrible things about me, you know, probably said he would never get back together with me again, that he hated me, who knows? So... What I feel that she's believed, you know, up until the time that we actually reconciled was that I was, you know, this terrible person, you know, he would never be with me. So I think that she was holding on to something, which just kind of like compounded on her already manipulative, you know, and kind of, you know, negative behaviors and actions. Um, The other thing that really stands out to me about narcissists is how charming they are. Um, you know, like I read about how they're able to like win over a group or win over a crowd or, you know, really be the center of attention and have people, you know, believing that they have such good intentions and good hearts. And that's what I got from this. You know, when, when my fiance and I talked about it, which is a huge step in a relationship, if we can talk about, you know, issues like this with someone from our past and, not be upset about it or angry about it and just come to an understanding like, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. I know now how this person is. I know that I shouldn't let it affect me. I think that's really important. But I just started to realize like, this person must be very unhappy. And whether it was, you know, some kind of trauma, you know, that that's really the only way I can wrap my mind around it because I have my own kind of childhood traumas that have, you know, force me to be the way I am in certain circumstances or situations and I was like, you know, was there some kind of trauma at a young age, you know, where it shifted her personality, you know, in order to get something that she wanted, you know, maybe there was abandonment issues, maybe there was, you know, kind of uh, some kind of abusive issues that all allowed her to like formulate this identity that She could get whatever she wanted, you know, like she could figure out a way to get the things that she wanted, but still making herself appear to be the victim. Because even with all of this, she continued to maintain, you know, that I was the problem. Um, You know, there were things that she shared about, you know, empowered women, empower women. And, And all I could think was like, what a phony you are. Because while you sit there and preach all of this and while you sit there, you know, and recite these quotes or, you know, go to your friends or your circle of people and say like, oh, I'm such a good person, you are the biggest hypocrite and you are damaging someone else. I've always been a very strong minded person. I've always, you know, been able to like get over, you know, maybe bad friendships or bad relationships. I've never been the kind of person to dwell or to feel badly or negatively or depressed about those types of things. And even when I do, you know, I usually have an outlet. Um, but for whatever reason, this girl just did a number on me. And I really felt like, you know, it, the only thing I could focus on was her. And it's, you know, that is exactly what a narcissist does. They allow us to completely like lose our identity, our sense of self, and completely focus on them and focus on the things that they say and start to believe those things. So, you know, I've never known a person like this in my life, I don't think. I mean, I think that everybody tends to have maybe some narcissistic qualities, um, but not as far as like the narcissist personality type. Like, I think that... We're all a little self centered. You know, we all make ourselves sound really good to other people or people we don't know. I think that's just inherent. But I've never known a person that I don't know personally, that I've never spoken to, that I've never met, that I've never had the opportunity to talk with, do this to me psychologically. Um, so basically, what I've learned too is if, if you're around somebody, who just completely drains your energy. Like you you spend time with them and you're exhausted. You know, after leaving, you're drained physically, emotionally, mentally. Again, I'm not a psychologist, so I I could be completely misspeaking, but I feel like those are the types of people who have those narcissistic tendencies. I really feel um, a lot more centered now. Uh, We actually moved. We moved to a house um, in a neighborhood, you know, away from our old apartment. And my fiance doesn't know this, but I was like pushing, you know, pushing to get out of that apartment that we were at because I thought she was going to be living there. Come to find out she lives like 10 feet from where he works. Um, but I had to stop focusing on that. I had to stop focusing on what if she runs into him? What if she purposely places herself somewhere? Because she's capable of doing that. She wrote that in her email, supposedly that she had seen us so many times, and next time she'll make herself more noticeable. So I had this fear of like him running into her, or you know her running into him, or her being you know at his work. She was there. She he does a. Uh, these events and she ended up being at one. And of course I wasn't here. Um, but you know, I, I had to let go of that. I had to just be like, you know what? My mom is a great source for me of just support. And, you know, even just for me to vent or cry or bitch or moan or groan, whatever. My mom is basically my best friend. Um, you know, and my mom was like, so what if she bumps into him? So what if he sees her? You know, he's just gonna realize like, oh, there's that crazy bitch. Um, excuse my language, but you know, that's that's how my mom put it to me. She's like, who cares? Let him run into her and let him see how unstable she is, how nasty she is. You know, let him deal with that. That's not up to you to deal with, and you can't focus and worry every day about that. And you know, I really heeded that advice because I was like, you know what? You're right. It doesn't matter. We live in an area where there's millions of people. If they happen to see each other, more than likely, it's not a coincidence. More than likely, she put herself there. Um, But I had to let that go. And I had to understand that this girl has something going on that I'm never going to understand. I'm never going to be able to ask her why. I'm never going to be able to figure out, you know, why she feels the need to do these things. I'm never going to be able to have a conversation that's going to be meaningful or beneficial with this person. So the only other choice I have is to let that go. I just have to let it go and understand that there are people in the world who work off of manipulating, you know, deliberately doing things to make themselves feel better or happy or whole or centered. And it has nothing to do with me. Um, You know, I... I just, I really like to just share this kind of stuff because it it not only helps me, um, but I hope that it helps someone else. And this goes for even family members, you know, your significant other. If people are deliberately making you feel like you are worthless, if they're making you feel like you're unimportant, like you deserve to be talked to a certain way, but you feel like you need their validation or their approval, that's something you might want to check. You know, check up, check up on. Like, it's something that anybody who truly cares for you and loves you and wants the best for you isn't gonna put you through that kind of emotional ringer, you know? And I, I realize that there isn't gonna be anything that I can say or share or do that's gonna make this girl feel any differently about me. She has her mind made up about me. But she's also going to have to come to a conclusion one day that she has a serious problem. Again, I don't know anything about the history, you know, her history, her mental health history. I know a few things, you know, just in talking to my fiance, like, you know, yeah, I, I didn't realize she was capable of this, but I've also gotten validation from like family members like, oh yeah, she sent me a message and it was this long rambling, you know, rant And so I know that she's isolated people in his life before. She did the same with his most recent ex-girlfriend and they're friends, which to me blows my mind because any of us as women, and and some of us can step outside of ourselves maybe and understand like a certain situation um, because I've had that situation happen in my life where I've become friends with girls that were... Maybe not exes, but girls that spent time with my significant others, um, because I can look past that and understand like, hey, you're a person too, especially if it's in a small circle of people. And I've had conversations with girls, you know, over, the, over my years of, you know, sign, my significant other was kind of talking to two people at once to include me. And, you know, I'm the one that reached out and said, hey, I don't have time for the immature messages, you know, Facebook messages give me a call and i've had those conversations but she manipulated her way into his ex-girlfriend's life into where his ex-girlfriend his most recent ex-girlfriend actually trusts and believes her and actually considers her a friend so if that's not an example of somebody who is narcissistic who is a complete manipulator i don't know what is and you know they've formulated a friendship over speaking negatively about him And that's fine. They can continue to do that and they can continue to live their lives, you know, in that negative mind frame and karma will eventually catch up. Huge believer in karma. Basically this episode, if you're having this issue, you know, with a female, with a significant other, you know, with your spouse, no relationship, let's just say love should not make you feel worthless. Love should not make you feel, you know, like you can't measure up, like you're not an equal, like your thoughts or feelings, your emotions, your opinions. It shouldn't make you feel like you don't matter. And that's, you know, speaking specifically to relationships, but outside of that, strangers, acquaintances, coworkers, supervisors, friends should not be making you feel that way. If you don't feel fulfilled, with the people that you have in your life, then you need to cut them out and move on. I've really tried over the past year or so to, to, you know, build some friendships and make some bonds, but it's really hard because at this stage in life, myself and really everyone around me, we're getting up to our 40s, you know, we're getting older and we're at a point where, I mean, I speak for myself, I'm at a point that... I'm not going to continuously be the one to put forth the effort, but I also don't want to put forth the effort sometimes, you know, sometimes I try, um, but it's really hard to find the energy at this stage in my life to want to have friends and want to go out. And, you know, I, I, I go through phases where I'm not drinking or I might not be, you know, doing certain things. And that usually impedes on other people's ability to do what they want to do. Or I think that maybe, um, but you know, we're at a point in our lives where if, if things aren't fulfilling or if we're not getting what we need out of those things, or if we're allowing strangers, complete strangers, um, you know, to, to make us feel isolated or upset, we need to like check up on ourselves, do a mental health check. Um, you know, and, and I've done that. I did that over the past couple of years. I, once I started getting really obsessive, I was like, I need to go make an appointment. I need to get this figured out because this is not healthy. And so with that, I feel like I probably rambled quite a bit. Um, but it's just a situation that I'm dealing with that I don't know if anybody else has ever dealt with. Um, you know, I, I could probably compound on the narcissistic, narcissistic thing, Um, But because I lost that episode, I really lost my focus uh, of where I was going with that. Um, So with that said, I I wish love and light to everyone. And I hope that the relationships and the people that you have in your life are fulfilling to you and are encouraging positivity um, in your life. Take care.